I'm Sinitria Gardner. Welcome to Minutes That Matter podcast. I created this podcast because for years, I thought that spending time with God could only be time created in a quiet space with no distractions. But as life went on around me, I realized that the busyness doesn't always cease. And although I couldn't always find those quiet times I longed for, I could still meditate on God. When I started making the best use of the minutes I had, God met me there. God doesn't want our perfection. He wants our hearts. Join us every weekday morning so we can give God five minutes that matter. Today's scripture is Romans 5.20. Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. When we were little, our parents or loved ones would warn us not to touch something within our reach, not to go places we had access to, or say things we shouldn't say. Maybe you had a parent who gave you the listen to your teacher lecture or told you to say sorry to your neighbor or friend. Whatever you were asked to do was meant to be a matter of teaching. No parent, teacher, or guardian has ever intended to prompt you in the same subject forever. The point in anything in life is to evolve, and that is what God intends for us to do. No one wants their child to stay infantile forever. As Christians, We don't believe in evolution in the creation of our earth, but Christianity itself is based on evolving matters of wisdom, obedience, and growth of the heart. When God gives us a task, he expects us to evolve. When we read, study, and pray, all of these things come easier to us as time goes on. But this also applies to areas such as grace. What's the definition of biblical grace? In theology, It says that the spontaneous, unmerited gift of the divine favor in the salvation of sinners and the divine influence operating in individuals for their regeneration and sanctification. Big words, but in simplicity, it means undeserved favor. And although we're taught that we are saved by grace, we live under it as well. What does that mean? Well, for those who are unbelievers, they live under the law meaning this world has a book of rules that tells them what is right and wrong. They choose to listen to them and obey the law or ignore them and break the law. For those of us living under grace, this means that God has his own laws. And while he wants us to show the world that we can obey the rules on the earth, we have a set of heavenly ways that mostly coincide but sometimes supersede the rules of the earth. And these ways are matters of the heart. They do not just count on what you do, but they examine what you think, feel, and plan. The things that no man can see are still subject to God's opinion. Conviction of the Holy Spirit tells us that we are right or wrong in our hearts, regardless of what the law says. Although God's ways are not our ways, no parent, especially our Heavenly Father, intends to repeat themselves a million times and bail us out of jail for the same crime. This is where grace evolves. We don't expect our three-year-old to be able to do what our ten-year-old can do, and we would most definitely judge them accordingly. Seven years difference means you should know more, be capable of more, and be more mature than you were at three. And in the spirit realm, you most definitely should be growing up as well. 
Learning a book of rules is hard enough, but allowing the Holy Spirit a home inside of you means you should be learning from your mistakes because your teacher is always on hand as grace evolves. God does not give you the same word each day and does not expect to get the same word from you each day. Although we are encouraged to say that we're sorry, God expects our repentance to be towards new things as we learn and grow and turn from our sins. We should not be dealing with the same issues for our lifetime. Because we grow and life changes, so should our issues. And if God has told you to do something repeatedly and you still struggle, you may be quenching the fire of the Holy Spirit by abusing God's grace on this matter. Romans 6, 1-2 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? I look at it like giving your child a bath and sending them back outside to play in the mud. As much as we profess to love God, he asks that if we love him, we keep his commandments. Sometimes we think that God understands our weaknesses and will allow things to go on for a time. But we must remember that he died to give us the power to conquer sin and not to live with it. Join us tomorrow as we talk about the ways we will know if we're abusing God's grace. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We repent of abusing your grace. We're grateful for your blood that covers us, and we're grateful for your grace that carries us. Open our eyes to what you will have us to learn and to be as we go forward. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.